Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. LaFanya Jones, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapists. What we will be is down to earth, informative, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up the volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome back to session 13, Movie Mental Breakdown, Sparkle 1976. So you guys know I love doing the movie breakdown. I get so excited (laughs) (laughs) every time we do this one. And this is one of my favorite older films. Um, My mom and I used to watch this all the time. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Sparkle uh, stars Philip Michael Thomas. He plays Styx. He is fine, y'all. Them eyes. That, he had those eyes. He, mm. And he had beautiful skin. And he was mm-hmm. even Even in that <laughs> bad of phot- filmography, like, mm-hmm. his skin still looked beautiful. And his hair was... Mm, yes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Sparkle is played um, by Irene Cara. Uh, sister is played by Lynette McKee. Uh, Dolores is played by... I'm assuming this is Dwan smith uh effie who was the mother is played by mary alice levi is played by dorian harewood satin is played by tony king and miss waters is played by beatrice (laughs) wind Mm, miss waters Waters. (laughs) uh so in the opening scene they it is they're singing in church Mm mm-hmm um, and there was really not a whole lot going on, no. you know, in singing the open. precious Lord. Yeah. yeah. They're just singing. <laughs> um, but I do think so while this is not necessarily a mental health piece, but I did think it was a great way to see them in their innocence, mm-hmm. like prior to all of the stuff, you know, yeah. that's going to mm-hmm. eventually happen throughout the movie. Yeah. It was a great way to see, okay, this is what they were mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and united. Yes. Cause mm-hmm. they were all together. Mm hmm. And they all were happy and, you know, moving and yeah. all of that stuff. But like I said, there wasn't really a um, a thing happening at the beginning of the movie. Uh, the next scene, they are sitting on the porch. Uh, I believe it's Sticks, Sister, and Sparkle. Dolores was there too. Oh, she was? I think everybody was yeah. there. It was all, all the girls all and the boys mm-hmm. uh, were all out there on the stoop. Mm-hmm. I said sitting on the porch with the gang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Styx is kind of working on a, a tune and, you know, Sparkle's like, well, what's that? Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's, you can tell that he's going to be the musically inclined person yeah. uh, in the movie. Mm-hmm. And what I saw in this partic- <clears throat> excuse me, particular scene was like, sis- this was our introduction to like sister being like, she wants to be how people used to say fast. Mm-hmm. we talked yeah. about that um <laughs> you know this was our first introduction to that because what she said was um oh mom it ain't even that dark outside mm-hmm. you know she, in the envelope uh-huh she wanted to stay out just 
just a little bit mm-hmm. longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think we said this, but the movie for the for the purpose of this movie, it was set in nineteen fifty eight is when it starts. Yes. We don't know where it ends, but it starts in nineteen fifty eight. Yes. We don't even know how it progressed. Yeah. <laughs> Cause all, for all we know, they could be forty by the end and we wouldn't even know it. Um so in amongst this scene, it kind of cuts back and forth between them being outside and then the mom and her Miss Effie and Miss Waters being on the inside. And I also thought this was kind of the introduction to kind of foreshadowing about sister. Mm-hmm. What she said, you know, you better get a hold of that girl because she busting at the seams. Mm-hmm. That was interesting that she was able to see that just by interacting or I guess her being on the stoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a whole the way inappropriate she song in my head just now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to share that with the interns today. <laughs> but just the way that sister dressed. Yeah. You know, she wore, mm-hmm. which is, we talked about this off air, side note, that I didn't think that the style of dress was matched, matched the 1950s because she was wearing like hot pants, like mm. skin tight. You know, <laughs> I was like, that don't sound hot pants. Yeah. For if, all my older folks, they yeah. don't know what I'm talking if about. Y'all have ever watched the movie Cry Baby? There's a scene in there where Miss Vernon Williams says, I call it hysterectomy pants. That's what that reminded me of. <laughs> well, she was wearing what they call hot pants. Yeah. Some things were skin tight. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you can just. Uh, I, I believe it was great character development for her because everything about her visually suggested, you know, that she wanted to live the fast, you know, more sexually sexualized life and was mm-hmm. willing to go and do whatever she needed to do to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing that I did find interesting was that the mom downplayed it and said she's high spirited. That was very interesting. Mm hmm. And I'm not sure if it was because the mom, she didn't seem to be very outspoken when it came to sister. Mm -hmm. That was her match though. Yeah. And I think at the point that we're entering their lives, I think sister would have already have been an adult and was just still living at home, a young adult, but still living at home. Yeah. We don't know how old she was. (laughs) (laughs) so this these are all assumptions we only got one age in the whole movie right one we're just gonna say sister nim was 19 ish okay (laughs) um but she also said that she was high spirited like her father Mm -hmm. Mm. she did which i would you know if you've seen this film film i've wondered you know did she follow the same path that her father followed you know, cause he mm-hmm. was absent throughout the film. So, you know, and we don't have any background information about him and what happened. Um, but it did make me wonder, did sister end up following, you know, down a road that he did mm-hmm. and, you know, talk about codependency <laughs> Yeah, mm. from last session, yeah. you know, mom down, you know, she kind of eased it mm-hmm. and just, you know, made it more, um, palpable like softer mm-hmm. or did she did she go down the road because of her father being absent that too that's a possibility I think also what I like about this particular grouping of scenes is that we get to see the beginning of each 
uh, sister's character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you you know, you have um, Sparkle, who's this sweet, innocent person, but you also see that there's some codependency in her relationship with her sister sister and then you also see sister is very sassy very in your face uh we don't know the extent of what that's gonna look like yet Mm -hmm. and then uh (laughs) dolores the middle child and she's just straight up militant black woman Mm -hmm. against all things whitewashed Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I I had wrote something when I was watching the film was in that scene where Dolores tried to help her mom and mom Mm -hmm. was like, no, you know, I got it. Um, And she kind of went off on her a little Mm. bit. And I was thinking she's not realizing the time that her mother grew up in. So if this is the 1950s, then her mom was likely born in at least the late 30s. Mm -hmm. um mid to late 30s so she grew up in a completely different dynamic yeah and rights and all of that yeah and understanding of how you deal with white people Mm -hmm. yeah and she was essentially ridiculing her mother and i can say on one hand that i'm happy that her mom was able to like stand in her truth and not lash out at her, you know, children when they do crazy stuff. But Mm -hmm. I I was telling the other doctors, my mom would have knocked me over behind the table somewhere. (laughs) Like, who are you talking to? (laughs) Like, it wouldn't have been none of that going on. Because she went in. She was like, you cleaning? What did she say? She said a lot. uh, (laughs) White people's toilets. Because her mother is a maid housekeeper because she did more than just maid type duties. But she was, she works for a very prominent family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean she didn't go in as hard as she did at the end towards the end of the movie but I mean she did list out duties that mm-hmm. she and I don't know if she thought those were beneath her mother or beneath her I wonder if she was thinking it was been it was beneath her mother because of her being black like this is how people are still treating black people Mm-hmm. <laughs> possibly I, you know I could see that mm-hmm. so then what happens next is they the next scene is uh, Sparkle and Sticks are up on the roof and <laughs> <laughs> you know one thing that I think that kind of highlighted the introduction in, to Sparkle's codependency was he asked her how come she's always talking about sister mm-hmm um, cause she was talking about how beautiful she was and how mm-hmm. great she is. And he's like, why are you always talking about her? Like, I, I'm trying to talk to you. Mm-hmm. That's even in the opening scene because, oh, sister, you sang so beautifully mm-hmm. in choir. Mm-hmm. And he over there like, look, girl, I'm trying to holler at you. And you over here talking about your sister. I'm not interested in your sister. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm trying to help you fold these clothes, hang these clothes up on this line and talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I also thought this was more kind of beginning to uh sister being the center of attention mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. everyone seems to talk about her mm-hmm. all the time which i think also created that sense of entitlement inside of her as well and and that forcing of codependency on everybody for everybody else around her mm-hmm. absolutely uh i don't know if we want to get off into the branch about the <laughs> 
Sparkle being 15. Yeah, <laughs> I think we should. Yeah, because I was when I heard that, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I don't remember that when I watched this when I was a kid. Uh, so Sparkle, Sparkle <laughs> says that she's 15. And I wish that was a audio mistake, but it wasn't. Um, but Styx is clearly an adult. Now, how old into adulthood? We have no idea. Um, We're just assuming that he's the same age as sister. Mm-hmm. Because it appears that sister Levi and Styx are really the friends. Mm-hmm. That they're kind of like the main three. Right. And then Dolores and Sparkle just kind of tag along. Uh-huh. Like, this is my little sister. I got to take her with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so based off the movie's description, uh, <laughs> Sparkle is 15 and sticks at a minimum is at least 18. Um, but he seems like he might be a tad older than that. Um, and this puts me into that mind frame. So I grew up in a military town and this happened a lot mm-hmm. where you saw, you know, GIs, and for those that don't know what GIs are, those are just basically um, active duty uh, personnel where they would be lined up mm-hmm. picking up girls from school. Yep. You'd see a line of Mustangs and Chargers and all kinds of whatever mm-hmm. the, the popular car was at the at that time. Just picking girls up. So the fact that they're that they're in the military, you already know they're an adult. Right. Mm hmm. And they're picking someone up from... From high school. Yeah. Mm. That whole child bride thing not being okay is a very new thing. Mm -hmm. Pretty much all histories have, you know, child brides in them. And in some histories, it's still continuing. Yeah, absolutely. It just struck me as something that I didn't notice beforehand. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because it's just we I mean, obviously we should. We put a lot of emphasis on age and dating Mm -hmm. again. We should. But then they put it in the movie and it's like, well, how what? Yeah. How can you say that it's wrong if it's in the movies? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing that we have to look at in this situation for the time. Nothing was wrong with um how this was portrayed but if we're looking at it from right now from 2020 time no this is not okay you know but then you know I look at my dating life (laughs) 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 and I would have to say I mean you know when I was in high school gosh I hope my father doesn't listen to this but (laughs) I mean he is gonna listen I know he is (laughs) But I mean, I dated older guys. I think I was in high school. I I had a boyfriend that was 18. Yeah. I mean, an ex of mine, I was 17 and he was 21. Yeah. You know, if we're going to be honest, you know, so, you know, I remember being 18 and talking to men that were like 27. Oh, yeah. You know, so I, I definitely can't sit here and pretend like I didn't engage in that same behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I can't say that I didn't know that I wasn't conscious that the individual was that much older than me. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. Doesn't necessarily make it right on his part. Cause he knew how old I was or young I was. (laughs) Right. Um, But you know, it, and it really is a developmental thing. 
because <laughs> it, it, it is because when you're so my spouse is older than I am now he's only four years older than me but the fact that I'm 37 and he's 41 no one cares about that you know mm-hmm. at all but had I been 11 and he was 15 Mm-hmm. It's a problem, right? A huge problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell I tell my significant other too, dude. When I was ten, you were twenty. <laughs> I tell you, he he hates when I do that though, because he's ten years older than me. He yeah. hates when I do that. Stop saying that. That sounds so gross. Yeah, I mean, but it's so, the truth. Though. So I think some of it goes to developmentally. Yes. Where are you at? Yeah, and what makes it appropriate versus inappropriate? Yeah. And yeah. I'm and I'm glad that in this particular film, it wasn't him trying to get over on her it wasn't it didn't have that energy or him forcing anything in particular you know other than a kiss but it wasn't yeah. like him trying to groom her that's not what was going on thank goodness because i'd had yeah, <laughs> yeah i would not like gross. my movie no more i know <laughs> i was a little scared when he kind of like kept pressing for that kiss i was like oh my god please don't tell me this is going to be worse than what i remember it being (laughs) as a kid but luckily it wasn't i mean it was definitely a compromising situation for sparkle um but i don't think based off this film and again keeping it in context for the time that it was in um i don't think that it was anything that was so outrageous that it would make him no longer be a dude that she'd be interested in. Yeah. It, well, and that's what I was going to say too. The, it seemed like her feelings for him were reciprocal. Like mm-hmm. yeah. it was, she, she, you know, uh, obviously because she had never been kissed before, she was scared to do that obviously because mm-hmm. it, she had never been kissed. Yeah. So, yeah. But the funny thing is that scene parallels the next scene, which is sister <laughs> and Levi in the car. Uh, yeah. So of course, totally different. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, I thought that was very. Their dynamic was very weird in that car. She's breadcrumbing him. Mm. Mm. That's tell the people in the back what that is, please. (laughs) So when you breadcrumb or are breadcrumbed, it is where, if you think of the Hansel and Gretel scenario, you're leaving a trail of little anecdotes that just ties the person over but you're not actually wanting them. You're just keeping them hooked on your line or they're keeping you hooked on their line. Giving them just enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they keep following. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was thinking he went out and got this car trying to impress her that he probably couldn't afford. Which and is we didn't it see was, no more. <laughs> I thought it was borrowed. Like he borrowed oh. it from a, what's the, uh, satin or somebody well, he hadn't, he met hadn't satin. even met satin oh, okay yet. so he i think he borrowed it from somebody or something well either way he went and got this car to impress her mm-hmm. um and then had that weird forced kiss kind yeah. of dynamic like he this was i mean i know in their dynamic it worked for them because that's what uh sister liked but i remember he pulled her her ponytail she I mean, she gave into it. So it's not, it, we're not saying that this is one of those coercion type situations. We're not saying that, right. but it's, it's a very aggressive way to be kissing somebody. And then she's playing hard to get, then she's like, hold on, let me spit my gum out. And then they have a full <laughs> makeout session. session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting, but I I felt like it was that, you know, how, you know, again, we're, we'll explain this as the movie goes on, but sparkle, 
is codependent with sister. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just seemed very interesting that those two scenes would backdoor each other. Yeah. And they were so different. Uh Uh-huh. Because there's an innocence between sparkle and stick. It's a lot of S words and S names in this movie, sparkle (laughs) and sticks. And then Levi and sister are full-fledged cat and mouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It spoke to both of their personalities, but also kind of how her life is, if it could, it would mimic <laughs> sisters. Mm. Mm-hmm. So after this, the next scene is um, them. So it's sister, Dolores, Sparkle, and I cannot remember the name of the know. baby sister. I don't even know if they actually said it <laughs> throughout the movie. <laughs> well, she's not their real, their, she's a friend. friend. Yeah. The, the one where the lady said, uh-huh. oh, she's a friend. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they're all at a kitchen table and Sparkle is flat ironing, hot combing, hot combing, hot combing. <laughs> you was in the wrong decade. I was like, right. yeah. She was hot combing, uh, sister's hair and Dolores in all her militant is like, why are you doing that? That's not natural. <laughs> you shouldn't be straightening your hair. Shouldn't be straightening your hair. Uh, you know, going to them European beauty standards. Um, but <laughs> Sparkle is basically like, no, if you want to make it and you want to look good and you want to fit in, this is what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You got to glamorize yourself. Mm-hmm. So one thing I will definitely say, she knew how to play the game mm. to a certain degree to a certain. Yes. <laughs> Cause the game did come get her eventually, but mm-hmm. you know, she did know how to play the game for at least on her level. Mm-hmm. Let me say that. Yes. And, but it sounds like even those words that she said w- were not of her own development. Like they were sisters' words. But that's I, who said it. That's who said it. Oh, I thought you said uh, Sparkle. Mm-mm, no, mm-hmm. sister said it. She was telling that to Dolores because Dolores was telling her, you know, don't do that. And she was like, no, like you gotta, this, if you want to make it, this is what you gotta do. You gotta mm-hmm. be glamorize yourself up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what I can appreciate about this movie is that there was never this element of colorism going on. It was like, this is how it is for black people. This is how it is for white people. When the racial elements come through, Mm -hmm. it was never this going against uh, light skin, dark skin, even though that's what you saw on the screen. Right. But it wasn't. They were still together. It was just, we're not doing this at all. (laughs) Yeah. Um, let's see. And, and I said this in my notes. I said, while it was a little off kilter, I did appreciate <laughs> sister's attempt to educate sparkle on safe sex. Yes. Very <laughs> off kilter. Yeah. Um, but you know, because basically she was like, look, don't come around here saying that you didn't know that you needed to use protection, mm-hmm. especially after I just told you. Yeah. And you come around with some babies. Yeah. Cause Dolores <laughs> was make have because sparkle took up for sister Dolores then went in on sparkle talking about, well, Miss Waters told me you was messing on with the sticks. roof with sticks. <laughs> so it ain't nothing wrong, wrong with, with messing. <laughs> <laughs> we know ain't nothing wrong at home. Mm-mm, we gonna mess. Lord, ooh, that's so old. We got to bring that back. Okay. Ain't nobody messing like hunching. I- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh God, my God, these I- words. Who comes up with this stuff? 
some <laughs> random somewhere. But I did at least appreciate that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That while she was out there messing, <laughs> she was at least trying to be safe about it. Yeah. yeah. Especially at a time where s- practicing safe sex was not, I mean, I don't Common. even know if they yeah talked about it yeah. really no. on the scale that people know about it in today's time. So I was like, well, okay, well that was, she was a little bit ahead of the game there. Mm-hmm. Um. So then there's a, a short little uh, snippet where sticks after this scene where sticks runs to the record store to try to con his boss <laughs> <laughs> into letting them perform at uh, get tickets so that they can go to a talent show. No, they weren't at the stage of performing yet so that they can go to this talent show. And then there's this, you know, like kind of weird back and forth between them. <laughs> um, so then they actually, so of course he gets the tickets to the show and they go um, and they're still pretty innocent at this time. You can tell just by the way they're dressed mm-hmm. and how giddy they are and all of that. Um, but this is where I think, you know, when I was looking at sister, I was like, the bug is catching her now yeah Mm. she wants that fame Mm -hmm. because if you watch like the way she's chewing her gum and like the way she's kind of just sitting there Mm -hmm. i was like oh yep it just stung her and you know even when um her and levi were getting it on in the car she made a specific comment about i want the big time Mm -hmm. you know i don't want little bitty stuff i want you know if you're gonna be with me you're gonna have to up your game and that's kind of how everything was mm-hmm. man that's sure. unfortunate that like because I mean, that was that's a lot of pressure for her for her to have put on someone who really liked her mm-hmm. and so young yeah like this is not like they're in their late 30s or 40s no. these are likely either late teens or very early 20s mm-hmm. when yeah. you really even in that time you really haven't figured it out yet, you know, because by then we were really kind of coming around to the idea of adolescence and, you know, young adulthood as a concept. So you really didn't have it figured out like that <laughs> at that time. Right. And this is when you date potential. Right. <laughs> this is the age right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. But she was like, nah, I'm trying to skip everything and get to the end already. Yeah. So then afterwards, there's a next little um, cut scene where they're practicing. The, so they're going to participate in the talent show. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it's a talent show. I don't know what it it's is. A talent show. Okay. Um, so they're practicing one of the songs that Styx has uh, wrote or created. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed was that you could see Sister in the back reading a magazine that said movie show. Mm. And she didn't want to practice. She said, I got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she did have it, but <laughs> you are a group. You need right. to practice. You need to practice. Mm-hmm. Cause that might've helped Dolores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dolores. Lord, am I yeah. But, I, and I thought it was interesting. I said, so she has always like, again, that's why I appreciated the way they did her character. Cause everything spoke to her wanting to be more. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's sitting there, reading and she talked about Marilyn Monroe at one point when she was getting her hair mm-hmm. um pressed and I think that's who was on the front of the magazine mm-hmm. was Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. um she didn't make it either she didn't hmm. talk about oh look at that juxtaposition mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know 
Yeah, she would have followed the same kind of Mm -hmm. arc there. But I said, you know, everything about her is I want to be a star. 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 Yeah. All the way down to even your relaxation activity is reading a a magazine about being a movie star. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Interesting. But, But not putting no work in. Right. And that, I also wrote that too. I said, she didn't want to practice. I said, so does she have a lack of work ethic? And she's going to use her looks to kind of help get her by? Fast track. Mm-hmm. The easiest way. Hmm. Like um, I think we were talking about earlier, I don't think she knew her worth. And mm-hmm. so it made more sense for her to go the routes that she was selecting instead of actually doing the work. Yeah. And having her own because she could have done way better than any of the stuff that she got throughout the movie. Yeah. I mean, she could have been Sparkle. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Or where Sparkle ended up, actually. Yeah. So then they have the first talent show. Um, and one of my first questions was I actually had to stop the uh, movie and ask myself, I said, how was Sparkle old enough to get in this club? Because they didn't have these rules like we got now. Because <laughs> I was like, for this reason. First of all, their mama was telling them to come inside when the street light, before the street light came on. But you're going to let them go to a, a club? A sleazy club. Because right. they had some burlesque dancers. I don't know what they was doing. Right. But they was up there and they looked. Uh, Tambourines. and <laughs> Yeah. They had some feathers. And it was just bad. It was not good. <laughs> it wasn't. So I was like, how did she how did their mom say that this was okay? Did they sneak out? I was like, man, I need some extra backstory for all this. <laughs> but anyway, um, and this was again, where sister wanted to stand out. She wasn't dressed like them mm-hmm. at all. Like- she was sexual, more s- sexy. So let me not say she was sexualized. She was sexy. Mm-hmm. You know, she had her, her red flower, her black dress while everybody else is wearing red, bright red, <laughs> bright red, Long sleeve, mm-hmm. white collar, <laughs> sweaters. <laughs> white collar. And uh, Sparkle had on a, a shin length flare dress, so you couldn't see nothing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I said, well, okay, so this is sister's, this her breakout role. Debut. Okay. <laughs> and she was going to make sure everybody saw her. Oh, most definitely. By, from, from the attire to the stepping out in front, being the center of attention. Mm-hmm. Shaking a shimmy. And even at the end, mm-hmm. everybody done walked off stage and now Levi had to come grab you snatch. like, snatch. What? what you mm-hmm. think? That's why I said, had to snatch her up. <laughs> he did. Cause she doing the most. But you know what? I don't want us to leave this scene without talking about Doreen Baker <laughs> singing Lucky Lips. If I was just a little girl. <laughs> yeah, this woman, I don't know why she thought she should sing, but she had on her prom dress from 1951. <laughs> it was pink and and something around. Uh, what was this? I don't, I don't weird even understand it. Yes. <laughs> Needless to say, she got the hook. They was like, no, get off the stage because she was horrible. I know. I was like, this is the beginning of Apollo. <laughs> I, I was asking. I was like, dog, was Apollo around then? But because they had know. that kind of that hook. hook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, get off the stage now. <laughs> he had told her she was ugly. <laughs> I'm was just like, kidding. No, he wasn't. No, he meant that. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they win first place for the this talent show, um, and 
Go oh, ahead. Even her, even the name of the group was sister. Wasn't it sister? I know mm-hmm. not this group, but didn't it end up being sister? Oh, or sister something? and the sisters. Yeah, <laughs> but it was the hearts at this point because mm-hmm. the boys oh, were. Oh in yeah, it. that's right. The hearts. Um. Oh, the other thing that I noticed uh, in that scene with him in the talent show was how off as far, and I don't know if this was purposeful for the movie, but like how their core, the girls were off, you know, sister was ready. Mm-hmm. Like I got my moves. I know what I want to do. Cause yeah. I need the, y'all going to love me. Mm-hmm. But uh, sparkle and Dolores were kind of like, Ugh. sparkle was just cause she was nervous. Dolores is consistently like that throughout the movie. Well, I also think it's because Sparkle is 15. She ain't got, she don't have no sex appeal yet. She don't know. Right. Well, it wasn't nothing sexy about this. But, well, the way Sister did it, it was. Okay. <laughs> she sang louder than everybody. Like, she wanted to make sure she was seen. Mm-hmm. And then, again, we go back to, at toward once they've won and they're kind of all talking, you again hear Sparkle's codependent behavior with sister because she's like oh you were so great and you're Mm -hmm. so i mean she kind of continually continuously builds sister's ego yeah yeah you know and then of course sticks is like well you were too baby you were good (laughs) i'm looking at you but no but sister was so great yeah okay yeah 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 Yeah. uh about you though Mm -hmm. and you know the whole time she's just all she can think about is how good her sister is well she was thinking about some other things that night because she show was like, okay, sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and then next is this weird scene where they're at a chicken fighting. C-O-C-K fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to not get demonetized. Okay. They're at a, a chicken fight, a bird fighting. Um, <laughs> and this is where Levi is introduced to Satin. Satin struggle. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, okay, this is Levi getting caught up in trying to create the lifestyle that sister wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's because she wants to get be in the big time and get there quick. He needs to have quick money, mm-hmm. drug money, right? And of course, we all know that's if you're trying to get fast money, that's going to be the way to get it. Um, so then, but that was a very quick scene. Uh, so there really wasn't much else to no, just that um. You could tell that Levi was a thinker and he understood how things operated. But as soon as he's around sister, that kind of all goes out the window. Um, Like he can play the game. He really can. But I think he loved her too much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was codependent with her too. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -mm -mm. After this, um... So then they have sticks is trying to convince the, this club owner to allow their group to sing at his club. And the club owner basically says, no, I'm not looking for any groups. Can we go back? One yeah, scene? sure. So there's a scene right before that where Effie, the mom comes home and the only person there is sparkle mm. to take care of her mom and oh, be yeah. there for her mom and she's asking where are your sisters she's like i don't know they're they're not here and then she um also asked her about sticks and she was like yeah he's busy and you can tell that they're still 
trying to figure out their relationship. But what I thought was so interesting about that scene was that Sparkle doesn't have good boundaries in any of her relationships. She shows up too much Mm. for people Mm. without showing up for herself too. They're caretaking. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a lot of other symptoms, but that's one of the ones I thought about during that scene. She was the caretaker. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. So then after that, uh, Sticks is trying to convince the club owner to let them um, perform. And he says no. But <laughs> then he, of course, well, how about if it's three girls? And the owner still is like no. And then Levi produces a picture of sister. And then miraculously, the club owner <laughs> is okay with them now performing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this picture is important. <laughs> it is. Um, so then, of course, they're getting ready. And... Um, they got their red dresses. Yes. <laughs> La Haltas. Yes. They had their red dresses. Uh, and then uh, Satin is introduced into the movie at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, he's reintroduced to the movie because he was introduced to the at sisters. The, the, yes, but the sisters. So he sits down with Levi uh, at the table right in the front. Stage center. That's that good uh, drug dealer table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as dealer soon benefits. as I saw him, I was like, mm-mm, he's slimy. Girl, that man acted that because the way he was looking at her. I was so it, uncomfortable. And I'm <laughs> like, he must have wanted her in real life because the way he was looking at her. Yeah. I mean, he undressed her, put her clothes back on, and then took them back off. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, I don't think I've ever in a movie seeing someone look at another person so intently. Yeah. Yeah. They picked the right man for that role. Mm-hmm. And then the back and forth. So as the girls are performing, um, I was talking with Dr. Jones about this a little bit earlier on how you can see these two men looking at her mm-hmm. and they are looking at her from two totally different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Levi is proud. You know, mm-hmm. he's excited. Yeah, but Satin is over there like, oh, yeah, I'm about to go get that. Mm-hmm. You just wait till this is over. He actually says something to uh, one of his his henchmen. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming it's, you know, mm-hmm. I need to meet her. Yeah. Now, before we skip past this and go to the dressing room, we got to talk about Dolores. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she was doing. And for anybody who knows me, y'all know that this movie's holds a very special place in my heart and they were singing one of my favorite songs uh they were singing what can i do but i don't know what her arms was doing (laughs) i don't know what she was singing sister's lyrics while sister was singing them her she never y'all it was so bad (laughs) the dance in me could not watch that scene i couldn't even see the other two people yeah it it, it was bad it was yeah if she would have been and I don't know if Miss Jones is going to listen to this, but if she would have been at Whitehaven High School as a majorette, she would have been sat down. She would Same not thing. have performed. Miss <laughs> Tech would have been like, oh, you thought you was performing this week? You're not. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Miss Jones would have been, what is your arms doing? That's how she talks. She country. What is your arms doing? That is not even, your, your arm is not even at the right level. 
y'all it was so much it was like if you have an awkward friend and they dance or you try to teach them choreography and it's just like they move parts of their bodies that don't even go together like you always see like the hunched shoulders and you're like okay what are you doing <laughs> why are you thrusting like that it was so much happening on that um side of the screen i was just so distracted another well, yes i agree with everything that you guys just said <laughs> I noticed it more when they did the second dance scene versus the first, but because uh, what I noticed from the "What Can I Do" song is that the camera, like ninety percent of the time, is on sister. Mm-hmm. Yes, like face shot on yeah. her. Yes, tight frame. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a, a part of the routine and performance that the other girls weren't even in the shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, again, I think it kind of speaks to that idea of her being in the limelight her being the center mm-hmm. you know that everything is focused on her and getting her to the next level mm-hmm. yeah you also see the development of sparkle you can tell that she's coming into her own she's more confident in her body because when we meet sparkle she's covered from chin to toe yeah. <laughs> but here she got a cleavage out a little little, little boobies is out mm-hmm. got a back out she over here dancing swaying she's not messing up at all mm-hmm. but she was getting it i was like okay come on shoulder action <laughs> <laughs> so after the show they're in the dressing room of course they're celebrating and it you know it went so well and everybody's happy uh and enters satin slime but actually he don't even enter he's just standing outside the door and she said you're not gonna introduce me to your friend so for everybody who has not seen this movie and you need like someone to reference like how he was looking think of mr smithers from the simpsons oh god (laughs) (laughs) that's how he was looking at her now Mm -hmm. mind you he he also had another woman on his arm yes we gonna call her peggy that's not a name we just gonna <laughs> no. call her peggy peggy like, sue. Wait, how did you I was know thinking peggy sue got married <laughs> so so as sister says you're not gonna introduce me to your friend i was like oh girl no no don't do mm-hmm. it don't do it don't do it you gonna mess your life up mm-hmm. but of course levi's like i think he was hesitant mm-hmm. you know because he, he was peeping yeah he peeped her face and the, the eyes she was given satin too. in the audience when she was performing mm-hmm. no i was talking about in the, in dress, the dressing room in the dressing no room. but he he peeped that when they were performing because mm-hmm. he looked back at uh satin uh, <laughs> sorry y'all <laughs> i think he peeped satin i don't think sister was looking at him i don't even think she acknowledged knew. him it's probably well, even because of the way the camera was it just looked like she was looking out in the audience i couldn't of course i don't know who she was but looking at. i agree i do think mm-hmm. that levi peeped how satin was looking at her mm-hmm. and he for like for a him. split second yeah mm-hmm. yeah he worked he for that man he know he out there wrong right mm-hmm. so he seemed a little hesitant to introduce them but he did but in the midst of before actually introducing him and her uh, he almost had me saying slime. <laughs> Satin and uh, basically tells this woman she got to go. Peggy Sue. Peggy tells Peggy she got to go. Punches her in the stomach and takes her shawl away from her, and then tells Levi to do put her in a taxi. Put her in a taxi and hold on to this coat because that's mine. Why I take your girl. Well, he didn't say that, but he was getting but ready to. But that's what he did. Mm-hmm. That's the original Mr. Tenjo girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
And I was like, so you going to have him go do this and you just going to slide right on in. Yeah. I was like, first of all, that would have been, if we talking about red flags, that would have been flag on the plate because didn't <laughs> nobody hear him punch this girl in the hallway. Nobody heard that. No, nobody. And Levi, you saw it. You ain't going to do nothing. You ain't. T- but the crazy part is Peggy Sue still trying to grab this coat <laughs> as she getting drugged out to the taxi. Ma'am, he just punched you in your stomach and you worried about a coat. That's why you with him. That's why you with the drug dealer. Stop mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I'm like, sister, really? He was just with a woman. Like, ugh. but I think talk that's- about code, her being codependent, desperate. Told you. All See? money ain't good money. <laughs> right. Just being desperate. But so then um, after this, this is when sticks takes sparkle. <laughs> Total sparkle to this very sleazy hotel. I think it was good for them. You know, it was good for them and good at the time, um, but takes her to a hotel uh, and the. <laughs> maitre d or the attendant or whatnot knew the bellhop bellhop he knew she wasn't old enough to be in there that's why he asked mm-hmm. well how old is, what was the name last name Mrs. thomas thomas his uh, real name uh-huh uh how old is miss thomas mm-hmm. and he gonna do the old and this this was the moment i knew sticks was an, an adult mm-hmm. when he slid him that money i was like because in my mind i was still fighting with it but that's when i knew he was an adult. Mm-hmm. I said, ooh, he slid that money over. Because he was, and he was old enough to get the room. That yeah. too. He asked, because he asked, do y'all have a marriage license? And Sticks was like, yeah, let me look. And then he opened his wallet. I'm really thinking, because you know, back then, marriage license were a lot smaller. And he produced a couple of little coins. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the marriage license. Right. Yeah. So I was like, but then but then like doc, dr wall and i was talking about this earlier when they get to the room sparkle is dressed more mature she is she so is. it was like did y'all jump four years or something like something happened i don't think she's still a 15 year old by in any no because she had on a full blouse looking nice um she, she had, had some pumps on yeah some, with a heel yeah. it wasn't like the little kitten kitten it was like <laughs> yeah it like was a, a full heel. like and her Outfit. skirt was like an adult skirt. She was looking real sad. Yeah, she had she's on like, a little pleated skirt. She's like, I'm about to bust it wide <laughs> <laughs> um, And I tell him, bring it back. But you know. And she jumped on him. Yeah. yeah. So you. And, and that's stra- why. I, straddled. Yes. And that's why I said I can. I felt okay watching the movie because you can tell that they were both into each other and it wasn't this whole manipulation type yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. She was there willingly. Yeah. You know. We done all been in some hotel rooms. So we. <laughs> I, I, I that is not where I thought you were going with that. But. <laughs> and then I saying. heard the tail part and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, she was there willingly and she felt safe. You can tell by the way that they were playful with one another. Yeah. Um, had a little Ludos love in there. Like mm-hmm. it, it was a good vibe, even though it still was kind of cringy with the whole exchange of money. Yeah. And not knowing how old Sticks <laughs> was. Yeah. But yeah, again, if we keep it in context for the time mm-hmm. in 2020, that would be overly inappropriate. But in 1958, 
from when this movie is supposed to be set. So assuming this is the early 60s or something by this point, the time frame, it doesn't seem as cringe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So then the next scene is uh, Levi goes over to Satin's place to basically tell him he wants more responsibility. Uh, But as he's walking in, because this, I don't know if this is like immediately the next night after the. I feel like it has to be close because he didn't know that they yeah. were together, but it also lines up with the makeout session, how the makeout session was. Mm. That was a makeout session. And then you have two lovers loving on each other, being playful, trying to set up a love situation. And you had this whole mm-hmm. unhealthy sexual Toxic. exchange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Levi sees um, sister, almost says sparkle. Oh, all these sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Levi sees sister close the door as he's walking in. And I was quite surprised by Levi's reaction. Actually, I would have, I, for how much he loved her out, his reaction was very controlled, but what was he going to do? Cause I don't think it was the issue between them. It was, how was he going to be able to do what he wanted to do and sat and be in there? Yeah. Satin would have killed him. And I also Are we think, sure about that? Well, then. Okay. Then. <laughs> not, not the satin of later. Okay. <laughs> the satin yes. that we know as of this moment. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I also think that L- Levi may have thought that he, satin was his only means to make quick money. Mm-hmm, so he mm-hmm. didn't want to mess up that dynamic. Well, he was because he was still working his way up. But we can tell, obviously, that he has... That's why we also are like time has had to have passed because now he's dressing in really, really nice clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, got a little three piece suit on. Mm-hmm. So some time has passed. However, he still is trying to rise up in the drug game and he's nowhere near where he wants to be. I mean, we later find out Satin ain't even nowhere where we thought he was. He's still kind of a low man. Mm-hmm. And I also thought it in this scene, I was like, we later very soon and actually in the next scene learn that sister is um using drugs but knowing that knowing this moving and having seen it before i thought man she already looks like she's on drugs when she closed that door i was like because she just doesn't look tired she had had a rough encounter Uh uh-huh and it wasn't beneficial right so that that also makes me wonder how much time had passed because like you said she looked like she don't she looked more than just being high mm-hmm. like she looked like she'd been living the life of right an addict she looked beat down mm-hmm. yeah you know versus like you said like if that was the next night then she would have looked the same mm-hmm. as she did the night that they performed mm-hmm. but like she looked tired mm-hmm. so i was like this so i agree some time must have passed of course we have no idea how much if this is months or mm-hmm. a couple of years at this point um, so then comes the next stage act. Again, we have no idea time frame, um, but their mom comes unexpectedly mm-hmm. with Miss Waters. <laughs> Waters to this one to hear the girls sing. Um, and in the dressing room, this is when we learn that sister has been getting um, beaten by satin because she has a black eye mm-hmm. um, and denies being hit and uses a pretty, stock excuse of you know i fell or something like yeah that. i hurt myself 
Yeah. Dolores is not having it. <laughs> no. Uh, and she's like, why are you letting this man do this to you? And then sister uh, gets upset and, of course, asks her to leave the dressing room. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that to me, that would have been a whole different scene if that would have been. I mean, granted, I know this is acting, mm-hmm. but I'm not going nowhere. This is my dressing room, too. We all go on this stage mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, Dolores was just trying to not rile the situation up more than it already was because they, of course, got to go on stage. And we already know Dolores is the weak link of the trio. So (laughs) she didn't need to do that. (laughs) But what cracks me up is that she went outside the dressing room and uh, (laughs) uh, Satin's number one dude that helps him and all that kind of stuff was out there, I guess, looking at a different act and he's flirting with her. Like, I guess he always did because he was interested in her. She turns to that boy and says, I thought the exterminator came last week. (laughs) 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 So she was just cutthroat. Uh Now acting. I loved her acting. Yeah. The singing and dancing. No. Mm -hmm. Too bad. They couldn't CGI her back then. (laughs) Um, so this is also where we learn that, uh, sister has been using drugs, uh, mm-hmm. in particular the cocaina, uh, and they, cause she's using in the dressing room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She tells sparkle. She can't fly with one wing. So people have seen the new version. It's in the old version too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so of course she goes ahead and takes her hit. They go out on stage and there's a, a shifting kind of montage that's happening mm-hmm. all at once. So there's not really like one scene in particular. Um, you find the mom staring at Satin, giving him the dagger eyes mm-hmm. throughout their their uh, musical number. Um, you see that sister has moved out mm-hmm. uh, of the house and is... But you also uh, probably will get ready to add this in there. But you also see Sticks, who to me is very courageous because Satin's little flunky was like, where's Satin going to sit? And he was like, well, he could sit at the table with With the mama. And ask for a hand or share, uh, his words were share a reefer (laughs) with, uh, (laughs) with her. But it lord it was just so much going on in that little montage i, I was like how y'all gonna do the montage through my favorite song but the giving song, him something he could feel but it fit it do <laughs> i mean that song i was like that montage is ex- exactly what she's singing mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. you know living a ghetto life and like you just don't i need something more mm-hmm. and people don't understand this love that i have for this man yeah again her becoming dependent on him and Mm -hmm. she and she did love him she did you know i i don't think people understand that it's not always why can't you leave it's Mm -hmm. i have to stay it's not easy to walk away in those types of situations especially when you don't believe you have another out yeah Yeah. or that he is your in Mm -hmm. literally yeah so okay um then after go ahead 
the same well, you might be hearing to say this uh, dr wild the scene where um the mom comes into the dressing dressing room mm-hmm. well you can say that one go ahead mm-hmm. i'll just let you do it so mom so the show's over and mom comes into the dressing room and she has officially unofficially met Sadden, and mom tries to warn her yeah uh about him and you go ahead and say this line dr Jones. i love what she say i know a rat when i see one yeah oh, I love because that. sister kept trying to say but he's as big time as you can get and really he's not he's at not. all he's a grunt he in, almost in like he was a middleman yeah so she that was that's all she could see her vision was really short-sighted but and then clouded. even her her i guess idea of big time he wasn't big time in where she wanted to go he was big time no. in what she thought the drug world but i think that's all she knew mm-hmm. and so she had never even though she was reading all these magazines i don't think she was really taking in mm-hmm. these magazines and this information that there's a life outside of it and you also got to remember this era the 60s and 70s was very heavy in the drugs mm-hmm. and um you know it was a little rough so <laughs> there wasn't a whole bunch of options for black people back then if you weren't able to get that entertainment off the ground or you didn't have an entrepreneurship in you you were just working like a at mom a factory. Was. Yeah, you're factory. In factory you know those were the predominant jobs back mm-hmm. then yeah um so then uh after this there's a cut to mom being at her job mm-hmm. and of course mom is i don't know if she's a maid or if she's just a i hate to use the word servant but um i think a housekeeper that's what i said because it looked like she didn't really do the cooking and stuff unless it was the party Mm -hmm. because you know they had the party scene um but she was coming in cleaning up their breakfast and had on a a stereotypical maid uniform but she Mm -hmm. seemed like she had a really good relationship with her employer at least but see go ahead you you and i may be going Mm -hmm. to the same spot because what i wrote in my notes was this was a extremely short scene but it really highlighted the dynamics between black people and white people and power dynamics yep Mm -hmm. very well um because the boss she could tell that there was something going on with Effie. Mm-hmm. Mrs. And Gerber. Miss, yeah, Miss Gerber. And she was basically suggested, you know, I hope you think of me like a friend. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. there would be no way that she would confide in you. She you can't. Yes, we were going the same she place. Can't. <laughs> and I think that just goes to show that could be socioeconomic status, that could be ethnicity, that could be whatever, but there is a difference. Mm-hmm. What you see because I am a great worker is not what I know I can do being your employee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been, there's several movies, um, you know, obviously that we've seen with these type of dynamics. Mm-hmm. And I've heard many of like slave owners are, you know, white people saying, well, I hope you think of me as a friend where you can talk to why? No. Why would I see you as my friend? to talk to you about anything about my personal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not really a safe dynamic. No. You know, one, just again, the power differential, you are the employer. Mm-hmm. And uh, given the times that they lived in, both of those women came from the same era. 
because mm-hmm. those women are roughly the same age, mm-hmm. supposedly in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they would have come from the same Jim Crow era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what in the world would make me feel safe revealing my personal family business to you, which could then be used against me to say that I'm mm-hmm. not doing a good job? Mm-hmm. And the reality is Mrs. Gerber ain't got no power either. N- not in reality. You know, she she don't even run the house. She's a woman. Yeah. There, there was <laughs> not a whole, but we had rights, but we didn't have no rights. Let's just be honest. They were slim yeah. in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, oh, the other thing that I thought was interesting about that scene too, even though it was really short, was it went back to that strong black woman trope. Yep. Because mm-hmm. even though we all understand why she wouldn't have you know, confided in Mrs. Gerber, but if she, but she didn't, you know, when she in reality could have, but she chose not to because it's okay. I'm all right. I got it. It's fine. I can handle it. You know, that whole idea. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a a short little throwback. And they didn't even show her talking to her friend, Miss Waters, Mm -mm. you know, so, you know, Miss Waters already knew she had the house bugged. (laughs) 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 Ah, that's hilarious (laughs) so then after this scene is um uh, a hard scene with sister and satin they are laying in the bed and i don't know if sister was high it was post-court or if they oh that's what i was thinking post-coitus mm-hmm or they just woke up. And I didn't hide. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what this voice that she's got going on is. But anyway, he proceeds to tell her that she needs to thank him for that. She has not thanked him for a gift that he gave her. Mm-hmm. A coat. He got thanked for coats. He did. <laughs> and she, of course, tells him, I've thanked you in every way that I can think of. And he says, no, you didn't. And she says, yes, I did. And then he says, okay, well, this is how you can tell, show me your appreciation. I want you to crawl for me. And of course, all of you listening are having the same reaction that we did. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what do you mean crawl for you? My lips are so tight right now. Like I, I just. <laughs> yeah. So he wanted her to crawl for him. Mm-hmm. And of course she rejects that idea because it's ridiculous. But in a, she didn't do it in a mean way. She, she was didn't. like joking mm-hmm. it was still very loving mm-hmm. um, but that's not what he wanted to hear so then he proceeds to beat her up because she won't crawl to show her appreciation for this coat that he bought yeah and it was brutal it was not like some little bitty okay he hit her once he literally she was laying across his lap um in the bed he flips her over onto her back and then proceeds to punch her repeatedly in her face. Yeah. It was, it was not okay at all. No, it's a hard scene to watch. And again, it's a short scene, mm-hmm. you know, it, it is. I'm glad it was short. Yes. <laughs> though. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that being longer than what it was, but you know, again, this is showing uh sister's desperation mm-hmm. and the, her stuck stuckness stuckability (laughs) (laughs) you know shows how stuck she is in this situation you know she's gotten caught up at this point 
because now she she is caught up for many reasons one she don't see a way out Mm -hmm. two he's her dealer and you know lover and lover and and she still wants to make it Mm -hmm. so then we have another scene where they're back in the dressing room and sparkle is enabling her sister deep in at this point to the point where she goes to get the drugs for her sister talk about throwback ultimate codependent yes mm-hmm. i mean and enabling and it, i mean if there was a visual representation of what that looks like with with somebody that's addicted to a substance that is it yeah um that you would put your own safety and livelihood at risk to help this person mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. she goes to get the drogas for sister mm-hmm. uh and dolores again is not having is it. not having it so then they get into a little scuffle and the you know mm. drogas uh <laughs> fall on the ground I'm trying to dolores slung sister <laughs> slung and she fell on that carpet <laughs> with them drugs yes <laughs> it was so sad mm. um so of course sister has a complete meltdown um, because she, like when we talked about the su- in the substance abuse, uh, episode, excuse me, session, she needs it. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. at this point, her body, her mind, all of it is dependent upon this substance to function. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that it's been wasted, she's going to have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, and this is also where I said you could see a slight shift in Sparkle, where she went from being the sweet, supportive, enabling to like a destructive enabling. Yeah, because that's very destructive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are definitely she. Well, she definitely put her life in jeopardy because you know it. So, so many things could have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. she is get... not the street smart sister she, at all yes i was confused on how she was even able to obtain this it, stuff right if she didn't get it from satin i wouldn't be surprised if she she did get it from satin you know or it's one of satin's people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow so then um dolores again she ain't <laughs> having the bull ish so she goes out to the little flunky girl that's exactly what i have written in my notes <laughs> satin's flunky um and i was like this man is dumb <laughs> <laughs> well he's a flunky so yeah i was like you can't see she ain't giving you no play all these years and then all of a sudden she gonna be into you she just called you a bug dude <laughs> <laughs> like, like a few months ago right like, so of course, now she she ends up sleeping with this man um, so that she can get information out of him because her goal is to get Satin in trouble in an effort on for her to save sister as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was cold blooded. Mm-hmm. You know, she she did what she felt she had to do to save her sister. So uh, it unfortunately did not go as planned mm-hmm. and. In the midst of her informing the the police about this drug buy, um, it wasn't Satin that was at the drug buy. It ended up being Levi. Um, He is shot in the leg and uh, eventually taken to jail. Mm -hmm. Um, Later, (laughs) Satin 
and sticks see each other in some sort of alley yeah well sticks was walking sticks was walking from the girl's apartment Mm -hmm. after having gone and saw levi in the hospital yeah Mm -hmm. so they see each other and satin trying to be big and bad like Mm. you put the drop on me man and sit your little no, let me say that. Okay. I was gonna cuss. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to keep it PG, guys. Um, so then, you know, Sticks is like, I don't know what you're talking about. Ain't nobody put no drop on you. I'm like, get out my way, leave me alone. And then Satin, of course, is like, you know, put up your dukes. <laughs> he pulls out a knife. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and they get to fighting. And then this is when we learn that Satin ain't sugar honey iced tea. <laughs> at all um and he can't fight because he was girl them swings i was like is he what is he swinging at he made no contact <laughs> none got his butt whooped like not whooped whooped <laughs> by satin had no fighting ability he got his butt handed to him the only reason why he had a little bit of a leg up was because of the knife and the a little bit of height and then that was it but was he didn't it. use it to his advantage <laughs> because sticks went in on him was slanging that man told him he was losing his uh edge and he'd been hitting on women too long mm-hmm. he's Which like was... i didn't put the drop on you but i wish i had okay mm-hmm. i said man sticks was cold-blooded this that's who they should have been scared of right there because sticks had some backbone and so Boy. glad he was a nice person because it yes. would have been yeah yeah wouldn't have been good yeah sticks was a good one uh so then after this uh dolores starts to feel uh, appears to seem feel guilty i oh. forgot something what so also sticks uh foreshadowed that um satin is not all of that anyway and you mm-hmm. know that your higher up people are going to want their money. Mm-hmm. So that there's a mm-hmm. it's some stuff coming up in oh, some yeah. scenes mm-hmm. later and you figure out who these upper people really people are. People really are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in the next scene, Dolores, you know, says, look, I got to get out of here. I can't be here no more. So she starts packing up her stuff and she is leaving to some unknown destination. Uh, but her mom walks in from work as she is proceeding to leave and they have this exchange where Dolores basically goes like super civil rights movement on her mom and is like look I can't watch you and I'm not going to clean people toilets Mm -hmm. fix their food you know um basically get on the bus at the crack of dawn Mm-hmm. or before the crack of dawn and ride two hours just to go take care of them and neglect every other part of my life mm-hmm. she had a lot of good points but my, like i said before my teeth would have been knocked out of my head <laughs> i don't care how old i was if i talked to my mama like that mm-hmm. and i thought it was interesting that after that exchange there is a scene with the mom working at the dinner party late at night mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that is also the scene where we see who the kingpin is who the kingpin in is actually mr gerber mm-hmm. <laughs> we, as you like wait a minute i know wait a minute is this connected how about them apples? <laughs> talking about the thugs okay he the thug. mm-hmm. but um mm-hmm. he had just 
I guess partner with another crime family and they were celebrating it and um Effie was serving was it wine or something? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, Okay. Okay, that's drug money. Yep. <laughs> sure is. Well, everybody's life is crumbling at this point <laughs> and the group gets kicked out of the show. And even though Sticks is like, Okay, can we can we just have one more one more time? And the guy says, okay, I'll give you one more time. You got next week. And then Dolores and sister don't show up. They got the younger sister. Mm-mm, friend. The, oh, I keep wanting to call it younger. The friend. Yeah, they replaced Dolores, Dolores. with the friend. Mm-hmm. But sister doesn't show up. Um, So then the group is canceled from the club at this point. And, you know, you can see Stick's frustration. You know, that I've put all of my energy and this effort into building this thing up and it's really falling apart from things outside of my control. Mm-hmm. And this is where you see him, well, in the mindset of, you know what, I need to walk away from this for a moment, for a moment. Mm-hmm. because like, if yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm, li- I'm going to hurt somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when he was playing that piano, <laughs> that facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> He was playing a nice little tune and then it just kept getting more, more and more intense. And then until he's pounding on the keys and his face, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like anguish mixed with anxiety mixed with desperation. But he's like, like, it's just bad. It's bad. (laughs) I will definitely say the acting in this film, spot on. Yeah. Across the board. You can't always say that in the older films. Yes. For an older all black film mm-hmm. the acting is spot on mm-hmm. yeah um so then sticks leaves the club and sparkle chases after him and he tells her you know i gotta go you know i'm gonna go i'm gonna go work a regular job <laughs> making five to ten dollars which An was hour. big money <laughs> in like 1960 something today that'd be like 30 dollars an hour <laughs> me uh dr strickland and i well we were all talking about this but dr strickland and i we remember making like four dollars and 47 cents at our first job oh yeah like that wasn't that long ago y'all no so that tell you how much money this man was about to be pulling in at this construction job okay yeah uh and so he gives sparkle the option of coming with him or staying here and this is when Sparkle is in full-fledged codependent mode. Yes. Again. Because she's like, please don't make me choose between you and my sister. She didn't say you and my My family. family. Yep. You and my sister. You And and he was like, I'm not. And walks off. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a boundary for you. Even though you love somebody being able to step away like that, that's, that's bomb. And the, you know, and the gag is the sister is off doing her own thing. Right. Ain't thinking about you. Not even thinking about you, but you are so ingrained and enmeshed in what she's got going on. Got that on you, gigs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You about to lose your man behind your sister and she over here doing, she in her whole, a whole nother world. You about to lose your child. <laughs> Get this dance. <laughs> And I, you know, I was like, that's really sad. Yeah. Cause she, she, she couldn't, as a family member, she couldn't even live her own life because she was wrapped up, wrapped so deeply into 
her sister's addiction who didn't even live at home mm-hmm. right so i said oh girl so then insert another montage mm. <sighs> where this scene was really hard it was uh so sister is singing a very very powerful song from donny hathaway mm-hmm. giving up uh giving up is hard to do and you can see visually how far she has fallen. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even look like the same woman. You know, her hair is greasy. She has lipstick all over her face. Her clothes are disheveled. And, you know, she's talking about in that song, it talks about, you know, you love somebody so much, but it's so hard to let them go. Mm-hmm. And I just hope that my love is enough to bring them back. Hmm. Nope. And then this is also, you know, when we were talking in the um, session on substance abuse, when we said that at a, it, there's a certain point where, where it's no longer a choice. Mm-hmm. She was at that point. Yeah. She was gone. Mm-hmm. It was no longer using substances were no longer a choice. It was a necessity. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, yeah, it was not the same woman. Just in the way she was singing, like you could hear the I mean, anguish. Boy, Lonette McKee did the mess out of that scene because you could hear it really. I mean, you would have thought this woman really in real life was in the middle of anguish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How hard she sang it. She sang it through crying. Mm-hmm. And oh, these God. are real vocals, y'all. Like back in the day, it was no voiceover yeah. type situations. Yeah. She sang this through... um frogs in the throat <laughs> yeah which is like all kind of stuff like she when you watch it you're going to have like a visceral reaction you may not full out cry but you're going like you're going to feel this in your body it's yeah. like ooh she hurt mm-hmm. she, she meant that mm-hmm. and then unfortunately um sister dies we going to assume it was an OD uh, yeah cuz she had pretty skin so he didn't beat her to death right in, in the casket. I was going to say, unless they did a miracle job on that makeup. Well, you know, she, she was yellow, so I don't, right. I don't know. It would have still been a little <laughs> bit <laughs> blue right there. Something would have shined through. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so sister dies, and then mm-hmm. this is one of the first times we hear Sparkle's mm-hmm. vocals. Cause, oh, so the yeah. whole time, it's background sing, singing, mm-hmm. and uh, sister is the forefront. Yeah. So now you get to hear Sparkle um sing precious lord again from the beginning beginning, <laughs> beginning of the movie mm-hmm. um again lana mckee did the mess out of that scene because she was not moving at all she was dead for real <laughs> i i swear and i got up on the screen because i want to see if her eyes were gonna blink because they held on her face for a while mm-hmm. i don't know how she did it her but chest wasn't moving her stomach wasn't moving i said you better hold your breath that's how she was singing them songs like that <laughs> so um you know sister so this is at the funeral and interestingly enough dolores was not there Mm -hmm. which is so weird they probably didn't know where she was though when you really think about it because she just left she didn't know she didn't know where she was going but even though i think this is far left that was to me dolores had good boundaries they may have been to the extreme. Well, she was militant, so. Right. Mm-hmm. 
but she still she was because she was like i'm leaving and she was out she didn't it don't seem like she looked back because she didn't come back to the funeral yeah so then after sister's funeral they're at the family's home and (laughs) miss waters she had enough time to tell old girl the friend the friend that as once we learned that the person knocking on the door sticks the friend is going to go open the door she had enough the time to tell her that she didn't eat to eat any more cake because mm-hmm, she's a plus size woman yeah she's a she's a thick girl and it made me think about uh I, I follow this guy on facebook um that does a lot of social justice stuff and one of the questions that he posed was why do families of color always point out people's weight like they point it out as a, you know, a greeting or as a way to poke fun. And uh, when just looking at that scene, I was like, dang, like y'all literally just buried sister. Mm-hmm. What in the world is pointing out this girl don't need to eat any more cake? Like, why is that even in your mind at this point in time? You should be supporting your friend who is over here sitting like a zombie. Yeah, she is spaced out completely. Mm-hmm. I have to go back to the, I'm sorry, the the sister passing away and everything, Mm -hmm. because for a lot of addicts, and so let me start with addicts. A lot of for a lot of addicts, they don't. I don't. I don't want to say they don't understand because they do understand. But I'll say they don't understand how hard it is for their family members to see them continue to ruin their life. And so what happens is it's difficult and devastating for family members to walk away like Dolores did, but they get to a point where they have to, mm-hmm. because if they don't, they're going to end up like miss, uh, like the mom did as a zombie, Effie, mm-hmm. like she did looking like a zombie because she, because of what this substance did. And a lot of people tend to think that that's harsh because that's obviously why we have a lot of homeless people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say everybody that's homeless is on drugs because I don't believe that. But for those who are homeless, people don't understand. It's that is the most devastating decision that a family member will has to make to put their love loved one out on the street or just completely walk away because your life has been so destroyed by these substances that mm-hmm. you, you can't, you can't, you're not coming back. Yeah. I I'm agree. sorry. I had to add that. In. No, I no, think that, that was good because that was valid. That's also how you saw another shift in sparkle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She really put her big girl panties on and stepped into the role of taking care of everything. You know, because mom is incapacitated. Her middle sister is not there and sister is gone, you know, Mm -hmm. and the power that she has is kind of exemplified in her rendition of Precious Lord is completely different than how she sang it the first time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can see that it had more. It seemed like it had more power. Yeah. She she was singing like she was the sober version of sister. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Mm hmm. Well, there were a lot of parallels between Sparkle and Sister. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just adding one, you know, to the list. Yeah. So, you know, Styx comes to the house and wants to talk to Sparkle. 
And I thought he said, you know, in he started off well. <laughs> Let's just say that. He started off well. He didn't end well, but he started off well. And something that I thought that he said was pretty valid was, you know, for Sparkle not to bury herself with her sister. Yeah. You know, yeah. that you're still here. You still have a life that you can live. It is unfortunate what happened to her, but you are not her. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the left after that. <laughs> Yeah, Paul, Paul, baby. <laughs> he the problem was he should have just come to console and to help grieve and things of that nature. Then have the conversations about their relationship. Then have the conversation about um, getting back in the studio and recording again. Because all of that, when you are so codependent, or even if you're not codependent, when you're going through grief. That is not the time to be talking to anybody about anything. I don't want to be talking mm-hmm. about my next moves, my goals, or, you know, what's going on. I'm Especially because she seemed to be so enmeshed with her sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even in then, she said again that she was the only person that truly understood sister. Um, and we know, we know that's a lie. We know that her mom understood her. We know pretty much everybody that was in sister's life understood her, but they just had really good boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so then in the next scene or one of the next scenes, mom and sister, I mean, excuse me, mom and mom and sparkle are walking down mm-hmm. before that. Oh, um, sparkle has to go tell Levi that sister is gone. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Um, Cause there, I feel like that was over. There was some singing that was happening. Oh, they were re-singing. Um, was it Precious Lord or uh, giving him something? Giving him can, something. It was just the chorus part of mm-hmm. giving him something he can feel. So yeah, she did go to jail to tell Levi that uh, sister was dead. And of course, you can see the devastation on his mm-hmm. face. You know that. And he pulled a dang picture out. Mm-hmm. The picture that got her her big break. That got them started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's any guilt that kind of comes along with that. For him? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I think when I saw that scene, I thought so because he is the one who introduced her to Satin, Satin who also introduced her to the drugs. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, even though she asked to be introduced to him, mm-hmm. he, you know, he still brought him to the club or, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I, I would think there, there was a element of guilt there. Yeah. Just a small amount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, then the next scene is uh sparkle and mom walking down the street. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Dr. Jones and Dr. Wall earlier that I had two feelings about this scene. Um, the first one, I, th- it, my gut reaction was it felt like mom was not listening to sparkle cause she didn't want to have this conversation and mom was kind of pushing her going to talk to sticks. But then I also felt like, well, mom knows that sticks is a good guy mm-hmm. and that they genuinely had love for one another and that he, that he would be good for sparkle and good to sparkle. And I think Sparkle needed that push because she's so used to hiding in sister's shadow that she's even hiding in her shadow in death. Mm. Girl. Yes. Absolutely. So I felt my in feeling on it was I felt okay about it, but my gut was like, Ooh, um, but then I was like, no, (laughs) 
<laughs> she needed that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did like the fact that her mom actually pushed her to go towards some goals for her life. You know, because it, mm-hmm. it didn't seem like she was going anywhere. Yeah, she wasn't. She's about to be at the Gerber's mm-hmm. with her mama. <laughs> she <Yeah>. was <laughs> on her way. Um. So then the last half or not even last half, like the last 20 minutes of this movie happened very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sparkle does go to see Sticks and uh, it appears that they reconcile. Um, and then he suggests that she record a record. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's down for that. He, um, she wonders like, well, how are we going to get it done? How much money do we need to do it? And they're likely on a payola system back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says he needs about $10,000. She, of course, knows where he can get $10,000. Insert Mr. Gerber. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, so then he does his whole mafia mob boss thing with, you know, sticks at the uh, lunch place. Eating matzo ball soup. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so then he uh of course you know gives riff some a little bit um but you know he ends up giving sticks the money mm-hmm. sticks uh no they record the song mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sparkle is pretty self not self well yeah self-confident or incompetent not confident Y'all know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> she was struggling. She was just like I was in that mouthpiece right there. <laughs> uh, so she was struggling and Sticks comes in to give her her boost of support and sings with her and it goes pretty well. And then um, after that, Sticks pays back Mr. Gerber. Mm-hmm. Before with we the sixteen percent. Before we go on, I just had to say that Sticks' voice was just so <laughs> lovely. It was so velvety because we've been listening to all these women in the in the last couple of scenes like belt mm-hmm. these notes out, but he was just like butter and smooth and calming for her. And then she started coming to her own singing and being okay with being in the league because I think that's probably what the issue was. She's mm-hmm. never been in the forefront. She's yeah. always mm-hmm. been in the background and so he was like mm, you about to get this mm-hmm. and and i love this song because my mom used to sing it to me all the time Aww. when we used to uh watch this movie because my mom had a beautiful voice so mm-hmm. I was like, get it mama, get it, mama. <laughs> <laughs> so they sing their their little duet and sticks pays back the money with interest on time mm-hmm. mr gerber then tries to get sticks to essentially give up the the music rights mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to his associates to his quote unquote associates <laughs> and sticks is like nah that's your business my business with you is done right who you sorry y'all i just hit the table who you <laughs> who you deal with has nothing to do with with me my dealings was with you and i paid you back mm-hmm. so then they go have her big show and she is the um beginning act uh mm-hmm. for Ray Charles which is big at Carnegie Hall and Sticks isn't there so of course she's asking well where's Sticks and my mom's like you know I don't know you know she kind of plays it off on why he may not be there but prior to them getting to that scene the mom had tried to kind of warn Sticks like hey Miss Gerber said that 
some people might be after you. (laughs) (laughs) You might be in trouble. And Mm Styx is like, look, I'm good. I got this. You go help Sparkle get ready. So then that's when mom starts helping Sparkle get ready. And she's, you know, talking about where he might be. Where he actually is is outside staring at at the sign staring at at the marquee what i was was happy to see her name first of all did you see the packed house that they had where were all those people why they weren't in line yet they were already there um (laughs) because you got to think back in the day people wasn't coming to shows late you know ray charles is like once in a lifetime back in the day they he wasn't getting in the front door back then it was issues you know Mm -hmm. so I think he was just so excited about, okay, she made it. I made it. We we did it the way that I've always envisioned. He forgot people was trying to come for his <laughs> neck <laughs> in that little 15-minute span. Mm-hmm. So then here come the peoples, and they snatch him up off the street. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is the hardest scene out of the whole movie. Yeah, because it's like, okay, what's going to happen? And... <laughs> Sparkle, of course, gets up on stage and does her singing thing. And we'll talk about that in a second. But what I want to focus on is how Styx was like, y'all ain't getting Nathan mm-hmm. from me. Yeah. They put a whole gun up to his head. They was playing Russian roulette with him, but it was no bullets except for the ones he was sweating. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was a hot, sweaty mess. Okay. Mm-hmm. But he kept his integrity. He was like, I'm willing to die for this woman. I'm willing to die for her right to be able to have ownership in her music, which says a lot about the music industry mm-hmm. and a lot about what we've been seeing in the news, um, the entertainment news recently about women having rights to their music and mm-hmm. being able to go where they want to go and men, not just women, you know? So I thought that was a, a cool little nod to his integrity. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I want to say this because you know it's probably going to be inappropriate. But uh, I, (laughs) this also goes to how, you know, how black people are seen as um, thieves and cheats and liars. Thugs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Super predators. Mm. That wasn't us this time. Mm -hmm. It wasn't us. It was the others. And and yes, in that particular scene it was. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, which was common back then, you know, even when you think about a movie like the five heartbeats where they were trying to put, you know, the other individuals on the cover, the five horsemen, <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to put the other individuals on the front cover, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that was fairly common back mm-hmm. then, you know, to be, to whitewash, um, so that it was able to be seen or, you know, heard by a larger audience. So, you know, I think this kind of speaks to that as well. And I mm-hmm. agree with you, Dr. Wall, that this showed Stick's um, credibility mm-hmm. and his loyalty to his cause and to Sparkle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So while all of this is going on, Sparkle has no idea because she's up on stage singing her two songs, mm-hmm. uh, being a little mini version of Sister mm-hmm. with her little little doo-wops that she was doing (laughs) her little chasses and Mm -hmm. wiggles (laughs) um but of course we have a very disney ending it all wraps up and does nicely of course Styx does not give up the rights 
and you know they let him go and mr gerber is like haha young man that that's the uh that's the shoe drop right there because we find out that the person behind all of it is actually mr gerber he was the financer of everything and was waiting to see if he folded or not mm-hmm. and he does his little chuckle at the end like ah, ha, 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 ha. you got me <laughs> um and then Styx makes it at the end of the, right at the nick of time to be able to uh, see, I uh, almost used her real name, Sparkle. Mm-hmm. And he needed a whole napkin because <laughs> he was still sweating. Y'all. I was like, you look like you just was held at gunpoint. Yeah. Come on now. Shiny. Yeah, his, his hair was out of place like Big Red on the uh, five heartbeats. <laughs> <He> got, <laughs> he he got, <laughs> My hours are from <laughs> nine, nine to five. five. <laughs> we almost did that movie, y'all, but I was like, my spirit ain't gonna be able to take that. I can't. There's there's too many one liners in that movie. <laughs> yeah, we would we would be quoting that movie more than breaking it breaking down. Breaking it down. <laughs> <laughs> we would still have to try to do it one day because it, mm-hmm. it's an awesome movie. It if is. you've never seen it, one of our favorites. Which I at this point in life and history if you haven't seen it i'm unsure how but (laughs) check it out if you haven't it's called the five heartbeats um so that was pretty much it you know they ended things worked out uh it's assumed she goes on to have a pretty large career and you know life is good so okay interns process your notes be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at The Recycled Podcast. If you're a new intern, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening. And remember, we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.